When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. What am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. <laughs> Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Hauser, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. It was a beautiful day. The leaves crunched beneath my feet as I made my way up the winding path following a stream up the mountain. Sunlight was filtering through the thinning canopy of the trees. The air was filled with the crisp smell of autumn. Small animals were rustling in the undergrowth, and I kept my eyes sharpened, always on the lookout for a deer. You never know in these parts of the woods. Suddenly, something caught my eye. Not a deer, but a spiderweb. A perfect, magnificent spiderweb spun between two bushes on the side of the path. I stepped closer to admire this piece of art, and as I leaned in, the gentle sun rays touched the spiderweb. I swear I could hear a fine tinkling, barely audible, and watched mesmerized as the sunlight caught the dewdrops, sending them a sparkle, and turned the gossamer threads of the web into pure gold. The first teller for this episode is Liz Weir from Northern Ireland. Liz is a storyteller and mentor extraordinaire, as well as a well-known favorite on the podcast and in the storytelling world. She has been telling stories for many decades and was appointed member of the British Empire for her services to the arts and education. I'm delighted to have her back on the podcast and hope that you will enjoy her telling the story of the fishermen of Loch Ney. The Fisherman of Loch Ney. There was once a fisherman called Seamus who lived on the shores of Loch Ney in County Antrim. Now the loch is so big, it's like a sea. And in the wintertime, when the wind blows, the water gets so rough that you can hardly take a boat out on it. When he couldn't go fishing, Seamus would earn money to keep his family by chopping wood. But that winter had been very long and bitter. And now there were hardly any trees left. One cold, crisp morning, as Seamus walked along the loch shore, he saw a branch of a tree hanging out over the water. Taking his axe, he clambered out and started to chop the wood. But his hands were so cold that the axe slipped from his fingers down into the deep, dark water. Seamus knew he could never get his axe back. The loch was too deep. 
How could he ever afford another one? He put his head down in his hands and started to sob. All of a sudden, he heard a voice say, What's wrong? Seamus looked in the direction of the water and saw a tiny boat, no bigger than one of his boots. Sitting in the boat was a little fisherman with a tiny fishing rod and line. It was a fairy man. I've lost my axe, said Seamus. Have you indeed, said the little man. Would you like me to try and find it for you? Oh, please, said Seamus, who always minded his manners. So the little man cast out his line, and within a minute he was reeling in an axe. But to Seamus's amazement, it was made of solid gold. Is this your axe? said the wee man. No, said Seamus, my axe wasn't made of gold. I'll try again, said the little man. He cast out his line again, and when he reeled it in, there was another axe, but this one was made of silver. Is this your axe? asked the little man. No, said Seamus, sure my axe wasn't made of silver. Third time lucky, said the little man, casting out his line. Sure enough, when he reeled it in, there was Seamus's axe. Oh, thank you, thank you, said Seamus, as the man brought his tiny boat to the shore. But when Seamus looked down, there at the water's edge were his own axe, the silver axe and the gold axe. Seamus gasped. <gasps> the little man turned to Seamus and said, You are an honest man, and honesty should always be rewarded, Seamus. With that, the tiny fisherman disappeared. Seamus gathered up the axes. He went to the market. He sold the gold one and the silver one for a great price. And of course, the news spread all around the village. Now there was a man in the village called Michael, who was a bit sneaky and thought this might be an excellent way to make himself rich. So taking an old rusty saw, he went to the same spot at the same time of day. He leaned out and pretended to saw the branch. But all of a sudden, Michael just threw his rusty old saw down into the water. Then he sat back, put his head in his hands, and pretended to cry <coughs> big sobs, all the while casting his eye round and about to see if anyone was looking at him, which is a thing you should always do if you're pretending to cry. All of a sudden he heard a voice say, What's wrong with you? He looked up and sure enough, there was the wee man. He was exactly as Seamus had described him, in a boat no bigger than a boot, with his tiny rod and tiny line. I've lost my saw, sobbed Michael. Have you indeed, said the little man.
I suppose you want me to find it for you. Yes. Michael didn't even say please. The tiny fisherman sighed. <sighs> he cast out his line, and when he reeled it in, there on the end was a gleaming golden saw. Michael gasped. <gasps> is this your saw? asked the wee man. Oh, yes, it is, said Michael. Indeed it is not, said the fairy man. You know as well as I do, your saw wasn't made of gold. And with that, the saw, the fairy man and the boat simply vanished into thin air. And Michael never saw any of them again. Seamus and his family lived happily from that day. As for Michael, he had to go and buy himself a brand new saw. And do you know something? It served him right for being so greedy. The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Magical Charms Cereal. Start your day with a bowl of magic. Handmade by happy elves with the best ingredients in the enchanted forest, Magical Charms Cereal will fill your belly with healthy goodness and your mind with delight. Every box comes with our iconic unicorn charms and a packet of fairy dust for the extra dash of enchantment. Our best-selling flavors, Happy, Delight and Excitement, have been a favorite with people of all ages since the age of Hansel and Gretel. But also our special evening editions, Snooze, Calm and Wind Down, have gained a firm place in the hearts and stomachs of our customers. Don't know them yet? Go wherever you get your groceries and discover the wonder of Magical Charm Cereal. While you're there, check out our limited edition, Ocean Magic. One in every 100 boxes contains a real pearl for a short time only, not suitable for children under three years old. Magical Charm Cereal. Treat yourself to everyday magic. We would like to extend a magical greeting to Kay Jo, who wrote in and said that she enjoys the podcast. Thank you so much, Kay Jo. We loved reading from you and are delighted that the podcast brings you joy. I hope that the next time you leave your house, that you will find a golden coin lying on the ground, or that you will get to play with a fluffy kitten, or receive a coupon for your favorite coffee shop or tea house in the mail. And just like stories need listeners to come alive, the podcast needs supporters. To become a supporter, join us at patreon.com forward slash storystorypodcast or storystorypodcast.com and feel the plentiful magic for as little as $4 a month. We also love reading from you, be it a review on Apple Podcasts or an email to storystorypodcast at gmail.com. Share your favorite stories, wishes, hopes and dreams. A colorful thank you to all the patrons who make this podcast possible. You are the rainbow sprinkles on a late summer ice cream. It was mesmerizing how the threads shimmered and the dewdrops glinted. I reached out and my hand flinched back when the threads felt solid, like a hair of spun gold. With the impact of my finger, a dewdrop rolled off the web 
tumbled onto the ground and disappeared among the leaves. Had the pure sunlight really worked magic right in front of my eyes? I debated with myself whether to lift the spiderweb off the bushes and take it home with me, but then decided not to. I would feel awful for the spider who had created the web, gone off for a dander in the forest and would return to find its home missing, a home that it had worked so hard for. So I went home empty-handed, but filled with wonder. When I got home, I realized that I had forgotten to even take a picture of the piece of magic. It was too dark to return, and I resolved to go back the next day. Which I did, only to find the spiderweb gone, as if it had never been there. Perhaps my experience was what they call the magic of the moment. The second teller for this episode is Priscilla Howe. Priscilla is a storyteller from Kansas who, according to one of her listeners, quietly but firmly conquers her audience's heart. She has been telling stories for many years in 14 countries and four continents. And this is her telling the story of Bucola. Hi everybody, it's Priscilla with another bedtime story. I want to tell you the Icelandic story called Bukotla. There was a couple, and they had a son, and they had a cow. Oh, they loved that cow. Her name was Bukotla. It happened that Bukotla had a calf. The mother was helping with the birth of the calf. When the calf was born, the mother went inside to tell her husband and son that Bukotla had had a calf. But when she went back out, Bukotla was gone. They looked everywhere for her. They didn't find her. Finally, the mother said to the son, You go and find Bukutla. Please, go and find our dear, dear cow Bukutla. She gave him some food. She gave him some extra shoes in case he had to walk a long, long way. And off he went. He walked and he searched. He searched and he walked. He walked and he searched. And finally, he sat down to have a bite to eat and to change his shoes for he had walked a long way. He called out, Bukutla, Bukutla, if you are alive on this earth, please, moo. And he heard, Mmm, Mmm. He followed that sound. He walked and he searched, he searched and he walked, he walked and he searched, and he sat down to have another bite to eat and to change his shoes. He called out again, Bukutla, Bukutla, if you're alive on this earth, please moo. And he heard it. Mmm, mmm. It seemed closer. So he walked and he searched, he searched and he walked, he walked and he searched. And he sat down to have another bite to eat and to change his shoes again. Bukutla, Bukutla, if you're alive on this earth, please moo. He heard it. Mmm, mmm. It felt as if it were coming from right below him. He was sitting on a cliff, and he looked down and saw that there was a cave under this cliff. So he climbed down, went in the cave, and there was Bukutla, tied up. She had been stolen by trolls. He quickly untied her and started to lead her home. But... The troll woman and her troll daughter, who were both 
enormous, with long legs, came chasing after them. Bukutla and the boy went as fast as they could, but the boy could see that the troll woman and the troll daughter would quickly catch them. He said, Bukutla, Bukutla, what shall we do, my Bukutla? Take a hair from my tail and lay it on the ground. So the boy pulled a hair from Bukutla's tail, and he lay it on the ground. And she said, Become a river so wide only a bird in the sky can cross. And that hair turned into a river, a wide, wide river. But the troll woman called out, Oh, you won't get away with this. You won't get away with this. She said to her daughter, Run home and get my father's bull. The troll daughter ran home and came back with a huge troll bull. And the bull put his head down to that river and (coughs) swallowed all the water. So the troll woman and the troll daughter kept coming faster and faster behind the boy and the cow. Bukutla, Bukutla, what shall we do now, my Bukutla? Take a hair from my tail and lay it on the ground. So the boy took another hair from the tail of the cow and lay it on the ground. Become a fire so hot only a bird in the sky can pass. And that hare became a fire, a raging fire. But the troll woman said, Oh, you won't get away with this. You won't get away with this. She said to the daughter, who had already sent the bull home, Go get that bull again. So the daughter ran off and came back with the bull. And the bull, who had that whole river inside him, began to pee on the fire. Oh, yes, he did. He peed on the fire, and the fire went out. So the troll woman and the troll daughter came faster and faster behind the boy and the cow. They went as fast as they could, but the boy could see that the troll woman and the troll daughter would soon catch them. He said, Bukutla, Bukutla, what shall we do now, my Bukutla? Take a hair from my tail and lay it on the ground. So he pulled another hair from the tail of Bukutla. And he lay it on the ground. Become a mountain so high only a bird in the sky can fly over. And that hair turned into a huge tall mountain. The boy could hear the troll woman calling over that mountain. You won't get away with this. You won't. And she told her daughter to run home for the drill. The daughter came back with an enormous hand drill to drill right through the mountain. The two set to work drilling and drilling and drilling a hole in the mountain. And finally, they came out the other side. But the troll woman and her daughter were very impatient. They wanted to get through. And so they pushed themselves into that hole. And they got stuck. They couldn't go forward, they couldn't go back. They couldn't go forward, they couldn't go back. And it happened that the sun came up. And trolls do not like to be out in the sun, for they turn to stone. 
and that is exactly what happened to the troll woman and the troll daughter. They turned to stone, and they are still there, stuck in that high, high mountain. The boy and Bukutla made their way home as fast as they could, and the boy's mother and father were so happy to see them both. And that's the story of Bukutla. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Liz Weir at lizweir.org and Priscilla Howe at priscillahowe.com. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. If you have questions or comments for the podcast, you can send them to us at storystorypodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me directly at isabelhauser.com. If you get in touch, let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you will hear them here soon. The inspiration for the fairy tale sponsor was the granola I usually have for breakfast at my sweetheart's. The true fairy tale was inspired by my favorite path in my neighborhood woods. And the music, as always, is by Paddington Bear. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.